Hello and welcome to All the Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Cheese. And I'm Owen. And together we are three cricket fans, uh, particularly in love with Essex. Um, nice to see you. Uh, how are you doing, Cheese, over in uh, Essex? Because you're in Essex still. <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Not too happy about the damp squib that is the British summer, but doing okay. Yeah, what happened there? It, it all started so promisingly on the last day of term and then it all went a bit downhill from then so you're right, just um, the typical british summer typical british summer except not a typical british summer in other areas of the world but you know I won't go into that otherwise we might fall down a might fall down a rabbit hole hey Dan jones yeah hi there you yep yeah excellent excellent um Obviously, the weather has not dampened our cricket spirits, though, of, of late. So we've got some success to talk about. Um, but uh, why don't we start with um, the last final day, um, which cheese, I believe you called it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I called it. I, I can't remember what we said on the last one. I wasn't that optimistic about getting through. Um, no, exactly. You, you said you said we might get through, but we you were you weren't confident we were going to get through. I think Owen, you said we'd get through, but we wouldn't win it. Um, I think I called maybe not on the podcast, but I definitely predicted that it would be um, Hampshire and Somerset. So I'm quite pleased about that. Something like. But. What did you think of the overall day? I mean, it was quite a whirlwind, wasn't it? It was a great day, to be honest. I mean, let's get let's let's do the result first and then work backwards. The result is shocking. We shouldn't have lost. Um, To have controlled Somerset to that score on that pitch was incredibly good. I know they had a similar score with Surrey and, you know, they had that game plan and they managed to match that game in the in the final, rinse and repeat. But 145 is not a good score. It's not. Um, so yeah. we should have comfortably chased that down. I think so too. Um, disappointing in terms of, um, of the, it, 145. We've, we've been saying 160, 170 is not a winning score, let alone 145. So... For them to for us to not manage to to get past 131 i mean just yeah it's disappointing although i have to say it was really good still to see essex at the end on a finals day i was quite pleased about that to be honest if you ask at the start of the season like is that a good result you say yeah you you go we got to finals though we had a really good run, showed our quality as a team, everything else. But to lose in that manner hurts a bit more. What do you think, Owen? Yeah, I mean, it is nice to be in a final. That's definitely uh, really great for the county, great for morale. I think a lot of people just be disappointed with many of our results. I think some of the group games were lingering because we didn't win. Like in 2019, we'd forgotten all about the poor results haven't we really and the fact that, that that campaign didn't start very well we only got through to the 
um, knockout stages by the skin of our teeth and rely on other results going our way. Whereas this year, because we haven't won, we inevitably start, you know, we don't, we haven't got the euphoria to go, oh, let's, don't, let's not worry about the fact that things weren't great. We're not going to go back on the fact that actually our batting wasn't consistent. Even in the Hampshire game, the semi-final, sorry, uh, you know, we weren't, like, you know, hugely dominating. And then in the final, the fact that only um, two players got above 20 runs, I know it was a low-scoring day. But, yeah, I think I just think next season we need, I think, need a fresh, fresh eyes on the whole thing, personally. Or just in this competition? Yeah, yeah, just just in the um in the yeah I don't think not overall. In co- we talk about later the county championship going yeah. very very well. Um, just shame that I saw that later. But yeah, I just think in the T20 maybe it is time to have um not saying that there's not an anti harmer thing. It's just things do need things have to change. It, it's inevitable. Um, and maybe it's time now to to change our approach towards the T20. And I would actually go for build attempting to build a We've got so many good young players coming through. Build a young squad. Don't worry about next year. It's like a development of the year. And then 2025, we're aiming to win it. That's my point. I'd have a two-year plan on this. I disagree. All right. I, I, I would say we should aim to win it next year, given how close we were. I see you get Daniel Sams back. You don't build a team around a, you know, a short-term 2020 player that that's a bit too far but you you do whatever you can to retain him because my god just how good is he at 2020 cricket and you make one or two changes to what's already there because we're not that far off like i changed my opinion on rossington watching the quarterfinal semi-final final before we've always been like why is he here? He doesn't really deliver and everything else. But I get it now. I get the danger that he brings and how quickly he can just take a game away from teams if he gets in. And also, I think the characteristics he brings, like as an individual, fit in with that side. Like you could see it every time they're walking around or out to field. Like he seems to have the right vibe which i think i've i've underappreciated in my assessment i still like him to be more consistent and i'd like him to get more runs but i'm less like gun-ho about him i think we just we we win that game if pepper and das okay maybe you could say critchley but pepper and das especially just don't get out cheap rossington and lawrence laid the platform went hard went aggressive like it was so hard for Somerset to get back into that game and then we just did two ridiculously cheap wickets that took us from like 35 for two to 44 for four and we never got the momentum back like Walter had a good slog Sam's had a good slog at that point it was just doable and then again like the tail just went cheap went limp but it should never have been on them someone should have just stuck around everything is there to win that competition we just have to get consistency and be clean in terms of playing the match out but i don't think we're going to get that with the current tactics they they don't seem they seem to be uh either non-existent 
like you play your own individual game and hopefully hope for the best in terms of the batting, or there's no plan B. We said the same in the quarterfinals that we were cruising, cruising to victory, and then they come out smashing the ball in the air when you only need six runs over to win. And it seemed the same in the final that we came out whacking the ball to all corners, trying to win it as quickly as possible. I know there was rain, there was rain hanging around, and things are slightly different. But I, I don't think, think that's on on Sama's captaincy or Sama's like um, game plan. I think that's on the individuals at the crease. Strong, strong captain should that. A strong captain should be able to control the players so they don't go. If they go, oh, I'm going to smack this for six. Oh, there's a strategy here. Like even with like Owen Morgan, that they when they posted those absolute gigantic scores and we you know the um, 2019 World Cup. If you look at it, there was a. If you look at the what's that curve called they put it on sky sports but it shows the cumulative run rate mm. uh, it, it starts slow and then it builds well i don't think we've got we haven't got a strategy for building huge scores it's like we've got it just we just hope it seems that we're almost hoping that we've got the batters that can do it if they get out for eight eight runs and one run turns of pepper it's like oh what, what do you do now and suddenly it says you're saying the tail ender expecting and snake is expecting to um, win the game for us yeah, but I don't think that's the captain. I think that's the team failing to deliver and then failing to adjust. Like we've seen it where Lawrence has had to adjust his approach and be the one that sticks around and lets people like Walter, uh, Snater, Harmer take the risks, and he sees us through. That's gonna, what you need for the rest of the order. Yeah, we are going to miss Lawrence in the the T20. One hundred percent. I'll have him as captain personally. But yeah, but yeah. If, you're, if you're at work, geez, and you're managing someone, and their team is they've got a great bunch of um, business analysts <laughs> who are a bit of mavericks, and but they're not every single time that, that, that things fail, you go, this person comes to you because oh well, you know they're just doing their individual thing, and no one's listening to me. After a while, you'll be like, hang on a minute. Well, let's get someone in that can pull them together. Yes. No, I do get what you're saying. And I do think there is some merit to a, a holistic review. But I do think you can over value the influence that the captain has. Like, you've got to remember that whilst it's a team game, especially when batted, it's just the two people out there. And they have to decide and judge, do I go hard? Do I go soft? And what is the next person likely to fall and everything else? The captain can't, you know, shout from the sidelines too much, mid-ball, mid-over, like, oh, you need to wind your neck in. It's only at that sort of exchange of a new person entering the arena that any kind of information gets passed out. And then you well, still rely on people on to listen to it. With the, you know, they suddenly they're, they're telling the batsman, oh, I think you need to drink, and they're bringing out messages, aren't they? But... It's yeah. not the same as when, you, when, you, when you're fielding, though, is it? Oh, no, you're shouting the orders constantly. Yeah, you've, you've got a constant line of communication with everyone in the field. It's different. And we never know, maybe in that moment, that actually, the ball that Des got caught to, he then he genuinely thought, like, this is this, this is a ball for me, I can smack it at the park. And it just Mitchell. didn't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, that doesn't get caught. Then all of a sudden... The game's a different balance. It's it's a lot of ifs, buts and maybes and everything else. But there's a couple of moments there where you're just thinking, 
the run rate's not aggressive. This isn't a hard chase. Don't need to go too hard, especially off that platform that was built before, because Rossington and, uh, and Lawrence do attack quick. Like they've both got strike rates in in the two hundreds at that point. So Somerset were always chasing that game until that point, and then it was par. And whilst we took it one way a little bit. It's only a, a, a wicket or two, and then all of a sudden it's back down. It it was just more comfortable than it needed to be, and then we buckled under the pressure rather than they did. Yeah, true. I said I don't think. Yeah, I think once you've got people like Beard and Cook in batting, yes, the game over. Isn't it really? You can't. They're not batters. You can't expect them. Slater. Slater he's going to fair and to be expected every single match to be the bat, but he's a capable of saving. People. Yeah, I mean, we bat deep, we bowl deep. It's one of the comments we've made. Like, we'd often have eight different bowlers in every game, and every, like, as a collective team, it's a really strong 2020 team. It really is. We're losing Lawrence. I think you get a good batsman in next year. You do whatever you can to retain Sam's. And when we make a move in the summer to replace Lawrence for Test One Days and T20, we hundred percent should look at a really capable all-round batsman. I know Lawrence has only really shown it in the the T20s this year because his test form and the England commitments have kind of taken that away. I yeah. think we can just be consistent quarter-finalists, semi-finalists. I really do. But we make it hard. It's like you were saying with that parable on the, the 2019 run, how we got through the skin of our teeth, but ultimately won it. We got through the skin of our teeth this year. We were relying on Somerset Kent going in our favour and it did but we nearly did exactly the same repeat yeah true I, 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 next season I really love us if we could I think one of the benefits of this I know we're not talking about the pod but the turmoil at the top of the club with the committee and stuff um, is if we can bring some fresh faces that, that, that change their approach and you actually I think we bring in a batter who is one of these journeyman batters you know, where they play in all the T20 leagues. And they're not they're not going to play in the one-day cup. They're not going to play in the county championship for Essex. They're going to come in in um, June, July, play the blast, and then they'll be off to America. You know. Yeah, I mean, we had that with Cameron Del Porte, didn't we? And, and there's yeah. some, 100% some merit to that, I think. Well, we can do some British basketball, don't we? Otherwise, we've got two, if we've got Sam's in Harmer, that's our two overseas players done. Yeah, that's get someone like that. I think holistically, when we look at end of season signings and everything else, we do want someone who's probably going to be all around. But get Sam's in. I'd, you play Cushy over Das, and I think you win that game, which is hard, unfair to put that on, on Das, but just the form and everything else. Like, I think you do. Yeah, I mean, Das is still very young, isn't he? He's, he's a very young player. So I don't think that's, that's unreasonable. Impressive, though. Oh, he's, he's a huge talent and he's definitely <laughs> going to play more. And it's similar, like we've seen with Pepper. Pepper was on the fringes for a while and he's come in and really grown into it after a few seasons. And now he's yeah. he was yeah. unlucky to not get a better score and a better shot in, in that final because he can play. Um, so yeah, the, the potential in the factory for everything going forward is, is huge. Yeah, you can tell Pepper's body language, how he's matured. Just the way he holds oh, himself. Yeah, I was just going to say that. He looks, uh, maybe it's, that comes from being more settled in the side. 
you feel that confidence, you know, I, I belong here, I'm wanted. And also he's, he's just older and mature, yeah, yeah. you know. I think he's more of a young man than a you know, one of the youngsters, if you, if you, if you like. So, so you're, you're in different camps for next year. Um, I think clearly only time will tell. Um, but hopefully we'll uh, we'll see another final um, in the next 24 months. And um, yeah, the cheese. Um, I think uh, I'm going to go with you. I think we need to push for next year. Um, I don't see any reason not to. Um, right. So now that we've kind of licked our wounds after the blast, um, let's move on and talk about um, brighter outcomes. Um, we've had Kent. Um, and we have had Hampshire. Um, so, have you have you both been keeping up with the scores and uh, and the outcomes? Yeah, I was worried about the Kent game because of the weather. You know how we when we played at Canterbury, how we were smashing it and the rain started, and we ended up getting a draw, which ultimately is, I think is costing us the um, the division title at the moment. Uh, I was really worried the same thing happened again at Kent, so I'm really glad that the rain held off. We managed to finish the game and get the 20 points. Uh, and some really quite fantastic uh, batting performances that, um, you know, even Harmer um, in that first Essex innings, um, 83. I, I always look to Harmer because uh, I like to see what he can do and obviously kind of... Um, seen as most recently as quite a t20 person but um to put on 83 it was very impressive in that first innings i think he was probably a bit pissed off after the final and <laughs> wanted to <laughs> um, get, like get it out of his system same with critchley they didn't get the scores as and when they needed to and had to remind people just how good they are yeah yeah there's, there's a certain amount of proving Proving yourself that I mean, Critchley, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna pull it out of the bag, do it with 117. It's <laughs> not bad at all, not bad at all. Um, but um, yeah, I think it, yeah, it, for Kent, um, that was a, a good outcome for us. I, mean, I know I know it's a, a good outcome overall, but I think um, to come back after that that um, blast and then and just launch straight back into you know almost as if it didn't happen um and put on you know 458 and and, and declare like that 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 just um is a bold statement i think so i was really impressed i think we had to with the rain coming on didn't we and it was what was wonderful is was sam cook wasn't it who came in and just got the job done on that final morning um it looked like kent were holding on for the draw Rain was due, um, I think it was, they expected, what, an hour and a half play mm -hmm. before the rain started? And the fact that he came in that morning, a couple of, I think it was nine in total, and just got, got the two wickets we needed, came in, and then we, um, he went, and it was great to see Westerly to go, rather than, you know, go with, oh, right, you know, Brown and Cook and my two openers, with such little, such little target to chase. So it was 28, wasn't it, I think we're chasing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 28, and then we, yeah. we finished on 30 because I think they were, the last ball went for six or something. Six, yeah. yeah, but just, I see him going like right, but the clouds are looming over, <laughs> clouds are looming over um, over the game. Let's just get our two 
as you were saying before, our two powerhouses of batters and Rossington and Lawrence coming out and just absolutely smashing it. I know they got out, but you can't blame them when they're just trying to hit everything at the park. Uh, I thought it was really, really good tactics. And nice to see Walter um, with his little cheeky six not out there. Um, he's um, an interesting one. I've been keeping, keeping a bit of an eye on Walter, mainly not in terms of him on the field. <laughs> that, that sounds a bit stalkerish. Just down Brentwood High Street. <laughs> <laughs> he's in New Look right now. That sounds unbelievably creepy. Yeah. Um, no, I don't mean it like that. What I mean is it's been really interesting to see the kinds of things that people people were, uh, have been saying about him. There's a lot of the commentary is geared around like his height, his presence. There just seems to be a lot more chat about him now than there has been kind of, you know, previously. Yeah, he's the good. success of the 100 last year. You know, he had a really good campaign, got to the final. Yeah. Cook gets the the highlights because he obviously won and had a storming bowling performance in that final of the hundred. But Walter had a fantastic spell, and now you know he's another one that's on the fringes of some really big franchise cricket contracts because he can just devastate teams. Yeah, I think he must have not last winter, the winter previously. He must have gone away and just worked his up his backside off to try and get his cricket up. I mean. He, he must have been like not taking any break to come back from a a mediocre fringe of county first team player to someone who's you're saying yeah is now probably on, on the lookout for some really big contracts in the, in the franchises. Yeah, real credit to him. Um, but he, he was throwing a bit of um. Did you hear that interview? A really honest interview. I think it was that diary of a CEO with Peter Peter Crouch talking about how all the but how he was he was always seen as this gangly footballer and never really taken seriously until he moved to Liverpool. I think I remember saying that, yeah. And he was saying how he, when he got booed when he came on for his England debut, it's like maybe the proudest moment of his life in the end that, you know, he hated it. Um, but I think with the way that Walter, the way, you know, he's, he's, he's exceptionally tall. Six foot seven. Yeah, I always think maybe he's, he's been part of that problem where you, you look at him and he doesn't look like a county cricketer. He didn't, he didn't come from one of the posh schools, um, and he's, maybe he's, he's, had to, he's had to work extra hard to blow those cobwebs off, you know. Just, just thinking, but it's, it's working, whatever's happening. Yeah, that's what exactly like, whatever, whatever he's doing, just do more of it. Um, and then, of course, um, again with Hampshire, <laughs> another win. So um, I'm quite, <laughs> I'm very happy with that. Um, and your friend Rossington. Um, did not let us down. Um, taking three catches in the first innings. That was a direction that you chased, by the way, because he's your new mate. Yeah, I mean, his keeping ability's never been really a problem. It's the it's the batting that's always been questionable. We kind of well, maybe we wrongly went in the wrong expectation with with Rossington that we thought he would be a powerful batsman and consistent in all forms of the format. Yeah. Um, and it's so then and he goes on and puts. But then he puts thirty nine on in the first innings. I think because he, he he replaced. Somebody score. He replaced Adam Wheater, didn't he? That's the problem. Adam Wheater, two championship medals to his name. You got this bloke comes in. Everyone thought I oh, was a bit of a T Twenty specialist, and then he he takes his side in the Red Bull game, and then Wheater retires in the back of it. I think that's what a lot of people were like. Well, if you're not delivering fifties every match, you know what have you done? 
I think, that's, I think that's the reason why people were a bit annoyed with him at first. So the expectations were wrong. Yeah, because if you, if you can replace, replace a very, very capable Essex keeper and then for, and not force him, but cause him to then quit the entire game. And from an interview I heard we took give on BBC Essex, I don't think he was really what he wants to do. Um, yeah, I think, I think there's a reason why people were a bit harsh on Ruston to start off with. Yeah, and I think, to be honest, I think it goes back longer than we do. It, it almost feels like the curse of the Essex keeper, right? Foster folk. Oh, you mute yourself, please. Oh, you back. can you not hear me? Yeah, you got to, uh, we had folks and then it cut off for some reason. Oh, yeah, Foster folks, Weeta. Um, you've got huge shoes to fill, regardless of its keeping ability or batting ability and everything else. Um, expectations always going to be a bit skew if. And he's never really, he's not a converter. Rossington, he's not. He's not someone that gets 30 and turns it into 100. It does feel like 30, 40 is the limit, whereas the others, it wasn't unreasonable to expect a, be, a better score out of them. Um, but yeah, the the Kent game and the Hampshire game, we've been helped, I think, by by the weather a little bit. Although the Hampshire game, the pitch was absolutely atrocious. I don't know how people moan at us for some of the pitches that we serve at Essex and then look at that and think, oh, yeah, this is really good for champ- like as a statement for championship cricket. Yeah, I tweeted out to, um, today or during the match, to anyone you listen to this, that why did they produce a bowler's wicket with when Essex are bringing one the probably the best bowling attack in county, cha- county championship. So I found that really, really odd what, why they decided to produce that pitch. Especially with Porter at the moment. You know, last I think we all agree that last season he wasn't quite up to par because he's got very high standards uh, in terms of his ability and everything else. But this season, my God, he is just tearing apart teams. Yeah, he's he's very very impressive, um, and yeah, I, we we said last season, didn't we? With voted target, he, he kind of lost his way a little bit, had a bit of a dip, but he's come back this season, absolutely storming it. Um, I mean, how many is that? One, two, three, four, he's got, uh, he's got five, ten, 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 about 50 for the year. You got the um, the stats for the entire entire county championship on the BBC. I don't know if this is updated post Hampshire, but it's saying that he's currently got 47 wickets, uh, an economy of three, and an average of 18, which puts him as the eighth best bowler in the country but he's five wickets clear of anyone else above him. And the only other people that really count are Chris Rushworth and Matt Henry, because the rest are sort of three, five, eight people, and it's done by average. And half of these are only bowling five overs. Well, here we go, yeah. This is cricket world, and they've adjusted for that stuff. Uh, and they have got um, him as second best 
Okay, that's Sam Cooke. There you go. Um, Brett Hutton's number one, Jamie Porter two, Simon Harmer three, and a Sam Cooke six. Wow. Quite the, the strong bowling attack. Where's it? Oh, blimey. Quite down the list of next bowlers. Essex bowlers come on the list after that. Uh, James Anderson, 36. Peter Siddle, 37. If you were an FT fair, if I. Train State is 60. If I were one of them, though. 60, 45. I'd, thank you. I'd be like screenshotting that and putting that in a frame somewhere. I reckon, yeah. Uh, we haven't put it all have we've got the three of the top 10 best batters in the county championship on social media the other day. I reckon he'd be doing, he'd be doing the same with, um, with the bowling. Well, thank goodness for Porter then, is all I can say. Um, geez, you said, um, what, what was wrong with the, because I, I didn't get to see very much in terms of the actual game. Um, I mean, really kind of just followed numbers online. Um, what was it about the pitch? that? Yeah, well, it's just a green pitch and cloud cover. You could argue if this was played if that pitch was played in the sun it wouldn't be as bad but how many wickets for, it was like 20 wickets first day maybe not that much but the day it's over in three days basically the game uh, yeah. arguably it should have been over yeah over quicker it just was unplayable it might i think it was yeah maybe 16 wickets first day 16 wickets second day and whatever we lost today going hard at this to get in before the rain comes. Yeah, I must admit when I was, um, I followed it mainly uh, just the various things, uh, you know, via the various apps. And I, you know, because we're playing Hampshire at an outground, aren't we, for the One Day Cup? It's like some village ground they're putting temporary stadium in. Really? Yeah, it's been a really, really beautiful location um, in the South Downs. But when I saw the scores and I, how quickly wickets were falling I thought oh we must be playing this game at the um outground as well so I was shocked when I checked just to check it was actually the, the uh, GS bowl um but also the bowler though if you've got a wicket that is absolutely flat and dead and they're posting scores of five six hundred on it no one complains about the state of the pitch yeah you have a bowler's wicket people are like oh it's rubbish the game's biases towards batters 100 percent I personally like seeing wickets I love it. So yeah, low is not dangerous. I think the difference difference being with this pitch and say Somerset a few years ago is you couldn't predict where the ball was going to go. Oh no, Somerset a few years ago. Obviously they were taking heads off. Yeah, that that was that was that was frightening. That wasn't fun. That was not an enjoyable spectacle to watch. Whereas a a pitch that is she says a bit green, nipping around a bit, I find quite exciting to watch. Um, I think I'm in the minority. I would probably bypass this. This has probably bypassed me. Um, but I I like seeing wickets fall. I don't see much of an issue with it seems the is, the ECB are, <clears throat> are really concerned with they don't really they see people like us as like almost like a cash cow we're right. going to turn up week in week out regardless support our teams and we're like seen as the, the hardcore cricket fans right they're concerned by their the people who aren't coming to the games who aren't watching it and the consensus is they want to see big scores and big big hitting which is why you have a lot of rules especially in the one day game a lot of rules around where the bowler can and can't bowl and no, it's limited bounce to make the game make the shots more playable right. so that you see the big sixes and the big and the reverse sweeps and stuff like that 
I think that the the net you know sort of the the passive cricket fan prefers that to seeing um, 29 all out. Not 29, ridiculous, but 129. Yeah. I believe that's yeah. the question. Nothing wrong with that. It works. It works. So. I st- I just think test matches should take four days or <laughs> not be done in two. I know we've we've had so many two day results that we've lauded and everything else, and it and it's good to do, but part of me is just like this. That's not that's not the game. It shouldn't be shouldn't be like that. One day, fine. Twenty twenty, be quick and aggressive. Tests should ideally wrap up in four days and give everyone a good chance to have an account of themselves. Sub hundred scores, not the one. Yeah, even it's below hundred, it's not. Yeah, it's not great. No, because you kind of you want to you want to get a balance, don't you? So. But I was checking how sorry done today. They won. Uh, I think they're still playing, but they're pretty much guaranteed to win by an innings. They need seven. Uh, Somerset, Some, yeah, need seven to put make sorry bat again. Yeah. And they've got one wicket remaining. That's wow. pretty much done. It'd be very close at the moment between us and Surrey if it not for that Kent game earlier just, in the season. Yeah, that, rain. It is so, it's such a shame in cricket that that happens, you know, where you, you can have a rain-affected game and that, that decides the title. What do you mean? There's still time. Maybe Surrey yeah, lose one to rain. Maybe we get a beneficial... We're just I'll, behind I'll the on the bowling I'll, points, so it could still be that we lose. Yeah, I'm not doom and gloom about it. I think we've got a good chance. Yeah. And actually, we're hitting form going into it, and then you got yeah. Yeah, it's five unbeaten in a row, which is really good form. Hopefully, we don't get any injuries in the one-day cup break that's coming up. It's quite a substantial break, isn't it? Uh. All best of August, isn't it? It's best best part of a month, yeah. So, yeah, because we're not we're not playing um, our next uh, county match um, championship match until fourth of September. Yeah, you got the uh, one day cover, didn't we? Yeah, just said that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's okay. So I was he's, reading. He's, um, he's getting caught up with his stats. I was reading McGrath's um, end of match uh, quotes. Anything exciting for sure? Oh, yeah, he said, uh, I think it's up there one of our best wins to play with 10 men pretty much straight away. And to come away, the right side of, is an incredible effort. We had two guys go down overnight with sickness, Walter and Gritchley. So we're down to bare bones. I'm really proud of the guys. It's still in Surrey's hands. We can do everything we can to chase that down. It's a good point because in the um, uh, the Kent game as well, we had we had to use our depth in, in squad, didn't we? Because we had, we had two, <clears throat> two concussions. Yeah, we lost Brown, and then in the Hampshire game, we lost Snater. Hopefully yeah. he's not... Well, it's probably a good thing that the one-day cup's coming. He can get some rest and recover and come back. I've heard um, a rumour that uh, Harmer's going to be rested for the one-day cup. With Royal London, it's good. I don't mind that. don't mind that at all. If he needs a rest, yeah, go for it. It's, it's a second eleven cup, isn't it? So. I think it's OK to call it the one-day cup, because that's what um, the BBC... They don't put sponsorship in the do they? Oh, is that why? Yeah. Oh, okay. In that case. Please, please tax fair money. Oh, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so looking ahead then, um, 
for the next month. Um, how do we think we're going to do in the one day cup? Because that will probably, if you're, if that's what we're saying, um, you heard that rumour about Harmer. This next four weeks might look quite different. Uh, I don't think so. I think the bowling's going to be pretty decent. Slater is a bit of a loss because he seems to be getting into form in the summer set. He's had a bit of a quiet season. Um, but in the 2020 finals day and the 2020s, he's had a great little run. So that could be a bit of an impact. I think we'll comfortably make it through the group because I don't think it's a very hard group. And go from there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Aaron Beer getting some first-class overs into his, under his belt this season. He's only had a handful, hasn't he? Turns up on finals day, though, for, for yeah. the 2020. He, he's put himself in good contention, but yeah, I think we'll definitely see him flow. Yeah, it was good to, be good to get him out having you know, like decent spells and getting 10 overs a match, hopefully. Into him, then you've got Jamal Richards, promising youngster, coming through. Hopefully he'll get some wickets. And then, as you said before, people like Robin Das, um, you know, uh, and uh, Gucci, you know, scoring a lot of runs. So I think, I, I, I didn't mean that <clears throat> being a downer of being a second 11 cup, because even though that's what's been degraded to because of the 100, but it's a great opportunity to see some of these um, younger um, players coming through. Well, definitely. I mean, what was it this time last year? Rimmel was hitting a couple of hundreds and we were all getting very yeah, excited. Exactly, yeah. You know, someone will turn up out of nowhere and, and really make a mark for themselves. Yeah. Well, that's an exciting prospect, isn't it? That we've got potentially something to look forward to, and we don't know what it is that we're looking forward to. Yeah, I like that. It's like when I, like it was down when they play, and they don't anymore. It's <clears throat> been the Papa John's Trophy, and I quite like that because you got to see players who don't often get 90 minutes proving themselves, and they they play with with to the heart. They play, really play for the shirt because they know as that rich um, uh, Rimmel last year, you know, just really got himself on the you know the, in the cricketing press for his uh, achievements so yeah i don't think we're not going to we're not going to see uncompetitive cricket you're going to, have to see players really going for it uh, and getting the, the chance to play first class cricket so yeah looking forward to it excellent and is it likely that cheese are you going to be able to get down to any of those uh hopefully it, it all depends on work and, and what else is going on but it'd be nice to watch a few yeah, I think I'd I'd like to to see at least uh, at least a couple. Well, we're going to meet our friends in uh, Leicester. Leicester yes, so fifteenth of August. I, I couldn't believe this. They're playing Kibworth Cricket. Club. Yeah, they moved the game. Why did they move it? Didn't say. I isn't Leicestershire redeveloping their ground? I don't know. Yeah, I think the Grace Road has been re- completely redeveloped. So we look very different to when we last went there. Big problem with Grace Road is where it is rather than what it looks like. Very hard to get to. Yes, inaccessible would be the word. Yeah. Mm. But hey ho, um, lots to look forward to still. Um, very good to catch up. Um, nice to be sitting on um, a couple of uh, couple of wins, and fingers crossed the next few weeks are. Um, as positive as uh, as the last year games, um, unless there's anything that an, any historical wisdom. No, afraid not. No. Well, I'm reading a, his, a, a a biography of English cricket, which is now at the moment is the 1880s. So maybe next episode. Okay. 
something for us to look forward to there cheese always excellent well in that case um i hope the weather picks up for you cheese and um i'll look forward to seeing you two in a couple of weeks time so until then it's goodbye from me goodbye from me and goodbye from me